Hello everybody and welcome to episode two of Shay's podcast. Today we are interviewing my friend Chloe. Chloe has been one of my best friends for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Chloe is a barista. She works at DeVille. She is also 25 years old, same age as me. We actually share the same birthday as you will hear in the podcast. Chloe is fun, she is wild, she is so sincere. Chloe is a great time and I'm so excited for you guys to hear what she has to say. Today in this podcast, we are going to be talking about birth parents, we're gonna be talking about grief and healing and unraveling your identity and what it looks like to have an identity change over time, creating your own identity. We talk about depression, we talk about so many different topics that honestly range from trauma of birth parents all the way to <laughs> like high school musical. So you have a good range of content within this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Let me know what you guys think about this style, if you like it, if you don't. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And yeah, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shay's podcast. Today we are with my longest friend. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, 100%. Chloe. <laughs> Chloe and I, fun fact here, Chloe and I share the same birthday. We do. Same year too. Same Everything. Year. I don't know about time. We'll figure that out. One day. But yeah, yeah. Chloe used to be an island girl and now she's a city girl. <laughs> well, I feel like Vancouver was city. Well, Vancouver is totally city. Yeah. Not, not island though. You know what? I just keep... <laughs> BC is an island. Like anytime someone's like, I live in BC, I'm like, island. I wish. I think living on the island would be nice. I'd like, my dream home is BC. Like Parksville or Qualicum. Parksville? Yeah, or Qualicum. Where are those places? <laughs> <laughs> these are, these are made up. They're not. No. They're not. Qualicum has really good cheese curd. <laughs> First of all. Aren't you lactose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's a thing out there for all you lactose people that like doesn't matter. You'll just yeah. whatever deal with the consequences later. Exactly. They're like, oh, I'm gonna get a milkshake, but I'm lactose. I'm all right. <laughs> I just want to apologize beforehand that there might be a lot of laughing. Let's get into the podcast, Chloe. All right, so the way we're gonna go about it, as everybody knows, is answering the three questions, and then at the end, I have three self-reflection oh questions. Oh my God, this is a surprise. This is the surprise. I did not know this. I was not prepared. <laughs> okay, so let's go with the first question. What title would you give this chapter of your life? Mm. And why? Okay, so you and I love analogies. Oh. We love analogies specifically to do with houses yes. <laughs> and food. <laughs> it helps us organize our thoughts. For real. Um, so yeah, like this chapter of my life, I, you know, and like can't fully commit because I don't, I don't know yet. And we mm -hmm. briefly touched on this, but um, definitely would be something along the lines of like either like completely tearing down my house and rebuilding. 
or it would just be like keeping the frame, gutting it completely, and just like renovating the shit out of it. Oof. You know, it's great because it's just this, I don't know, it's just having that solid foundation of just like knowing who I am, or not even knowing who I am, because obviously that's what I'm struggling with right now. <laughs> but it's just the foundation of like, these are my morals and these are my values and this is what I stand by and who I feel like is my core. Mm. Um, and just like trying to figure out like how many rooms I want in my house mm. and like what the color scheme's gonna be and like what kind of vibe are we going for. Mm -hmm. And like those can, you know, represent so many different things. The beauty of it all is like at any given point, we can renovate our homes. At any given point, we can repaint the walls in our house and we can change the vibe, we can buy new furniture, we can do whatever we want. The idea of like tearing down the house completely and rebuilding it is just like taking away the structure of what I think I know about myself completely mm. and just like completely starting all over again. If I'm just renovating the inside, like I still kind of have like a skeleton mm. of like who I think I am. I know that I am, if that makes sense. Ooh, shit. Yeah. Right? So, deep. I'm like definitely at a place where I'm like, do I even have an idea of like who I am or who I want to be? Or is this just like the opportunity for me to just completely start over? Wow. Hit the reset button, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like with the house analogy, we're going to go with the house analogy, that you are almost like uncomfortable in your own home. Mm. Feel like you're comfortable in your home. And then you're like, I know this is my home, but it doesn't feel like my mm. home right now. Damn. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I kinda hate the word home. Mm, why? Okay, I'm not gonna say hate, cause hate is a very strong word. Um, I, yeah, I like, I, I dislike the word. I think it's just very, it's a very uncomfortable word for me. Um. And I think a big part of it is just because like I've, n I'm not gonna say never. Um, I think I've just had a really hard time trying to figure out what home is. Damn. What home is and what home looks like, what home feels like. Um, yeah, so. Damn, <laughs> I have no idea. That was a good one. I guess like a big part of it then would be like, yeah, it just, I think what I'm going through is just very, it's obviously like very uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar. Mm, good word. So like maybe this is my opportunity to like build the dream home. The dream home. I was gonna ask what your dream home is. <laughs> my dream home. You're so connected. Um, And that would then be like, you know, the place that I do feel comfortable because mm -hmm. yeah, like, Working on yourself is not easy. If it was, everyone would do it. Shit. True. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, maybe this is my opportunity and my chance to build my dream home and to, like, you know, envision the person that I want to be. Mm. And not only envision the person that I want to be, but start working towards that. But I think, like, for myself, sometimes I get into my head of, like, what that process looks like because mm. then I don't feel like it's 
genuine, I guess, okay. in a sense. Like, I almost feel like I'm, like, trying to copy someone else or, like, mimic uh, someone else because it's so easy. Like, especially when you look on social media, right? Like, we oh. all follow people that, like, I'm sure, like, really inspire us or, like, where we see their life and it's just, like, oh, like, it would be so amazing to be in that person's position or to, like, kind of live the life that that person is yeah. living. In a sense, and in a sense, it's, like, a little bit of jealousy. Yep. Um, totally fair. But, yeah, like, I think for myself, if I look at somebody else's life like an influencer and I'm like, oh, that looks like um, a very aesthetically pleasing life mm. that I want to live, I then don't feel like it's me authentically or genuinely working towards, like, my own life I almost okay. feel like I'm trying to copy someone else's but then it's mm-hmm. like now it like grows into a bigger conversation of like maybe it's just a societal thing maybe it's just a societal like pressure or uh logic or reasoning as to like that's why I feel the way that I do because society is like oh if you don't come up with it yourself you're not original damn oh if you're if like for some reason, it's like, oh, you go to a yoga class once, and all of a sudden, you're a yogi. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I just went to a yoga class once. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm still the same old girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, why then does it have to have that label of, like, this is who you are? Do you this feel is like it's, about. like, categorical almost? Like, you're a yogi, and then it's like, you're also vegan. You're also a liberal. Damn. Yeah. Like, that's a really good point. Um... In a sense, yeah, like if you're gonna, if that's the life that you want to pertain or the, the life that you want to live, like then all of a sudden you have to adopt all these other things, right? Mm, damn. Shit! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't We're think like, about that. <laughs> this is definitely gonna be the first podcast. Um, I have another question for you. Do you feel like you're sitting at the like working table and you have your blueprint paper? for this dream house and you're like holding the pen and you're like I don't know where to start mm, dang yeah like I think I have all these ideas of like what I want mm-hmm. or like who I want to be and like I just don't know where to start first yeah. or again it's just that societal pressure of like yeah. oh if I cho- choose to do this and I can't have this true right but then again it's just like who's telling me that I can't have it both ways right yeah I feel like in my mind like it's either like if I'm presented with like options it's like you gotta pick one you can't have it all but it's like but why yeah who said that and at what point was I like yeah you're right I can't have it all I can only pick one shit right what a good point and how many people feel this way like that's probably why so many people don't know what they want mm, because it's have to like one yeah you have to choose one thing and that's it for the rest mm-hmm. of your life and well it's like you think about like high school right yeah and you think about like the shows that we watch um like even now right like everything is so clicky true right like if you're a jock then this is like who you are and what you look like and how you act And if you're a nerd, then this is, like, who you are and how you act and what you look like. And it's, like, why can't the nerd also be the jock? Why can't Troy Bolton just go and (laughs) sing on stage? (laughs) I love that. Oh, my God. Exactly. Because don't you know you got to stick to the status quo? Oh, bro! (laughs) (laughs) That's the podcast today! (laughs) And...
uh, tune in next week <laughs> where we go into Sharpay. Okay. <laughs> and how many Sharpays are in this oh world? Oh my god. Um, you know that's probably why that movie did so well. Mm. Because it was breaking the status quo. Yeah. Totally. Shit. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. All right. On to the next question. <laughs> that's loud. Yeah, that, that was it. That was good. Okay. Um, next question is, what lesson took you the longest to learn and why? <laughs> and then the second part is, what would you say to someone struggling with that right now? This is like... A heavily loaded question. Really heavy. It's heavy. This one was the hardest for me to answer. Because then the question then becomes like, what if you haven't learned that lesson yet? Yeah, and you're What in if it. this is currently the hardest lesson to learn? You could literally say that. You're like, what is the lesson? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, it could be that. But I, I did have an answer for that. And, like, mm. that answer was... Um, is that not everything is as it seems. Ooh. Like, I don't really know if that's like a lesson that I've learned or just like a reoccurring theme. Okay. But it's just that like, I mean, obviously like we know that like people can appear to just have their shit together. Um, and just things just are not together at all. Yeah. And, um, I think this is just something that's kind of just been brought to my attention, maybe more so in the last, like, little while, mm. and that's why, like, I feel like it's the hardest lesson for me to learn, because, I don't know, I feel like I've shared this with you before, in the sense of, like, um, like, God will put you through the same things, or the same mm. situations, or that have the same, like underlying message over and over and over again until sure. you do the different thing shit you know like how it could be so easy for me to be like why do i keep running into um like a situation with friends mm. and just the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again yeah and then <clears throat> excuse me and then the question <laughs> then becomes like well what if you're still going through that same situation because you need to learn to then like set a boundary shit and you just haven't been setting boundaries for the last few times and now this is the moment for you to learn to set that boundary because once you do that there's no way that you're ever going to forget how to set a boundary because you're just going to be like oh shit i set a boundary and it did a really great thing for me why would i not why would i all of a sudden stop setting boundaries and by the wow. way disclaimer i am not good at setting boundaries i don't think i've ever set a boundary in my <laughs> life with anyone this is a lesson. guilty <laughs> as charged okay i'm saying this and i'm like oh shit maybe that's why <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Hardest lesson I've learned. Still learning. <laughs> Setting boundaries. What a good point, though. <laughs> what resists persists, my dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> solid. So true, though. Maybe that is your lesson right now. Maybe that is my lesson right now. Yeah, like, would you say boundaries in, like, emotional ways, physical ways, spiritually? Like, y'all, I think every, every single category. Yeah. Every single place you could set a boundary, set one there. <laughs> <laughs> there. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. What would you say to someone? <laughs> Strolling with setting yeah. boundaries? Uh, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, bro. We can do this together. Accountability, buddy. I got you. Let's go. Um, it's a process and it's uncomfortable. Mm. And um, not everyone is going to like it, mm. but they're going to respect it. If they're the right people. If they're the right people. Yeah, for sure. This is assuming that you're setting boundaries with the right people. <laughs> this is assuming you're a healthy individual with healthy people. <laughs> wait, in wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Who is a healthy individual? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying though. Cause Chloe and I talked about this, but I've just recently dropped like four people in my life. And literally I can say that I'm officially surrounded by healthy people. Mm. For the first time in my life. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it feels unreal, people. I am telling you, get rid of those people. And that's a boundary. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it falls along the same lines of, like, protecting your peace, right? Mm. And doing what you need to do to, like, keep yourself safe. Um, and, like, even while just saying that out loud, all of a sudden I had this thought of, like, you know, unhealthy people are not gonna, are not gonna respect that and are not gonna like yeah. that. You know, because you're you're doing what you need to do for yourself, and like people are gonna be like, that is selfish of you. Mm. How dare you? How dare wow. you do what you need to do to thrive? Shame Screw. on you! Screw that! <laughs> Who gave you permission? <laughs> Who told you that you could do that? Who said this? I'll find them. <laughs> That's so true. Cause like. But you know what? That just shows those are the people you need boundaries with. Yeah, totally. Because if they respond that way, that that's your answer right there. Yeah. And it hurts. Totally. It's not easy, but that is such a good point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to do what's right for you, like you said, to make you feel safe, even if that's not the easy thing. Yeah. Because I feel like most oftentimes what's right isn't easy. Yeah. Would you agree? Totally. Because it's so much easier to stay unhealthy. God damn. I feel like I'm being called out right now. <laughs> this is actually a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for attending. Yeah. Thank I'm going to go cry myself to sleep now. <laughs> and probably just, yeah, be miserable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was fabulous. That was a great answer. That was fabulous after she's like, I'm going to cry on myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, okay, great. That Have was, a good time. Yeah, that was the goal. Yeah, release a lot of psychological stress tonight. Um, but I think that's so true. Like, and it's boundaries with yourself, dude. Buddy. Oh. Why do you have to say Shut up, I'm done this podcast. Yeah, for real. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go now. <laughs> yeah, thanks for yeah. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Um, holy shit. I've never thought about that till this year, honestly. I was always like the other people. Mm. It's them, you know, I have to set boundaries with them. That's that's what it is. And then I was like, oh my god, I'm putting myself through this shit. Mm. Or like I'm making myself surround myself with bad people. Or even mental health stuff sometimes. That's a boundary too, like do you have to feel all this anxiety today or are you like purposely doing that to yourself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is like 
a boundary that you've set for yourself. There's a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Which one do you think has like helped you the most? <clears throat> boundary I set with myself that's helped me the most? Or was the hardest to set? <laughs> All of them. Okay, so the one that was the hardest to set, which I think, this is a fresh, fresh one, is allowing myself to be happy. Damn. That's the one I'm with right now. That's the hardest boundary because it is a boundary. Because mm -hmm. it's being like, I am telling myself that I need to give myself permission to be happy without trying to self-deprecate myself and trying to self-destruct just because that's easier to do. Mm. And I think being joyful and actually happy is the most vulnerable thing to do because you're allowing yourself to not be worried about what's going to happen. And that's not easy. I think it would be, if being happy was easy, I think everyone would do it. Everyone would be happy. But at the end of the day, happiness, I think, is a habit. And I do think happiness is a choice. And I think it's not an easy one because it means you have to work through the really hard things to get there. And another boundary was literally telling my unhealthy friends I can't be there for them. Mm -hmm. That was the worst. Yeah. Being that people pleaser being like i have to make sure everyone's okay mm -hmm. i have to this friend looks like they're suffocating so i have to suffocate myself damn to be in the same boat as them to help but really i'm drowning in that boat right and they have the life jacket that i gave them well you know you say that and i just immediately was like airplane even when you're on an airplane they tell you you have to put your mask on first before you can help somebody else put their mask on oh my god and i think it just falls along the same lines of like um you oh my god it just it came and then it left <laughs> um just like my boundaries no i'm kidding <laughs> someone else um like to the extent that you take care of yourself does that Ooh, make sense yeah, yeah, yeah basically the amount that you the the amount of time care and energy that you put into yourself is mm. this is equivalent to what you give to others mm, right so yeah. it's like we put ourselves in a position where we want to like pour so much oh. love and care into other people um but like we can only put in as much effort in that as we do for ourselves holy crap and it's just one of those things where it's like and i like i am so bad for this where it's like i value somebody else and what they're going through way more than i do myself do you think it's distraction probably but i sure. think a big part of it is like yeah if i help you deal with your stuff then i don't have to deal with mine 
or like, I don't know, maybe like for me it could potentially be, and now that it's like, fuck, I need my journal. Oh, sorry. I did not mean to just drop oh, it. Oh, go, go. You have <laughs> did not? No, no, I said I did not mean to just <laughs> drop an F-bomb. Oh. <laughs> That's fun. I'm going to do beeps. Like, oh, okay, sensors. perfect, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just... I was just gonna say, like, I feel like I need to have my journal because, like, mm. as I'm talking out loud, there's all these other thoughts that are coming into mind of just, like, like, if I am helping this other person deal with what they're dealing with, then I am proving a point to, like, either myself or to, like, people around me that I think I need to prove a point to of, like, yeah, I can do this. Oh. I can work through this or I don't have shit to deal with because I am helping somebody else deal with their shit. Do you know oh. what I mean? Does that make sense? Like almost putting yourself at a really high standard. Yeah, totally. Or, like, or oh. just like proving that like, oh, see, I can help this person work through what it is that they're going through. So like that also means that I can work through like what I'm going through with like such ease and grace because it's so uh, easy for me to like help that person right yeah like don't worry about me yeah yeah don't I'm worry okay. about me I got this yeah don't freak out don't worry I'm fine yeah when it's wow. like really in reality I'm just like where do I even start yeah you're like I am gonna hyper focus do you feel like I also have my journal there if you want to write it down. <laughs> just saying just saying um do you also feel like you over involve yourself in other people's lives or no um, I think I used to. Mm. I don't think so much anymore. And like, the reason why I say that is because like, I feel like sometimes it seems like I lack empathy because if I have a friend mm. who's like coming to me and like sharing with me what they're going through and they're going through like an emotional time, right. I'm actually not one of those people who will cry when I see other people cry. Interesting. And like it uh, honestly saying that out loud like makes me sound a little bit of a bitch. I don't no. know, maybe, maybe not. No. Um, but sometimes I feel weird in being in those situations mm -hmm. because when somebody else is crying, I'm just like I can feel their pain and I can understand what it is that they're going through, or yeah. I can like tap into a place that like can like give me a similar feeling of like mm. that understanding of what they're going through, but I don't actually cry. Mm. Um, and like at first I just, I honestly thought it was just like something that was like wrong with me because I was oh. just like, I feel like maybe I'm just not connecting with you. Does that make me a bitch? Like if I'm not crying because you're crying, like, ah. you know, am I then not empathizing with you because I'm not getting as emotional with you or you know, back to the whole boundaries thing is, yeah. or is that just me drawing a boundary for myself being like, this is me like being like, I can be here for you, but I'm not gonna be in that same space as you because I need to do like, I don't know what's best for me or yeah. like in order for me to help you in the best way possible, I need to like keep myself over here. Wow. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. Damn. Who knows? That is, but that's so true because how many people actually feel that way too? And I feel like it just, I feel like if I could like touch into it a little bit, I feel like you're just really good at separating yourself from what you need to take on. Mm. I think like you've definitely gained that quality of being like, I can empathize with you, 
but like that's your shit. Am I right? Like it's almost like I'm here, yeah. I see you, but like I can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. Or I take it to the extreme and I'm like, this is exactly what you need to do in order to fix that. Yeah, you're like, I will tell you the answers yeah. and give you the advice. Run with it. Or don't. Yeah, or don't. <laughs> and that's your decision. Like yeah. I feel like you're just very logical. Like that's another thing. I feel like you are very empathetic. You are extremely empathetic, but I think you're also extremely logical. Yeah, and it's funny because like in um like when I hear my friends talk and they like are telling me about like what it is that they're going through or whatever the case might be, I can be very realistic and mm. fairly logical. But then when it comes to like my own life, oh. I'm like way too emotional. Mm. But like I like internalize my emotion. Right? I don't yeah. know. Or maybe I just shove it down. I, you know, and now we're having this conversation. I'm like back to the whole house thing. I'm just like, who am I? What am I doing? What am I about? Mm-hmm. You know, do I actually, you know, I'm like thinking about situations now and I'm like, do I react emotionally? Do I not? Do I just not react at all? But is not reacting a reaction? <laughs> True. And like, I am confused. Yeah. Who is she? But yeah, it's, it's true because it's, do you almost feel like you're going, which patterns are mine and which patterns were formed from my trauma? Mm. Damn, I just said that and I felt it. <laughs> For real. I did not, like, yeah, because like a big part of it is like, we obviously are who we are because of the things that we've gone through. Yep. And like, I'm grateful for who I am today mm-hmm. because of the things that I've gone through. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I forget to allow myself to grieve that process. Though. Oh. And like, that's something that kind of just hit me today. Damn. Um, of like, I don't have to be grateful for everything that I went through to be grateful to be the person that I am today. Shit. I can hate, like actually hate portions of my life, um, even though it brought me to where I am today, right? But I can hate those moments and like grieve in them. And what I've been like realizing this last week is that like there is so much pain and hurt that I haven't allowed myself to grieve um, to probably help me, you know, be able to deal with things um, in a healthier manner. Mm. Um, and another thing is just like learning to unlearn. Ooh, like bad behaviors, bad habits, and whatever. And also telling myself too that like, having bad behavior or doing a bad thing doesn't make me a bad person. Thank you, Brene Brown. (laughs) Thank you, Brene Brown. This bitch is just in all of our podcasts. (laughs) All the ones we're gonna have, but anyway. Um, and yeah, and yeah, dude, that was, that was really heavy and in the best way possible. 
I'm almost speechless because I'm still taking that in. I'm still taking in what you said because if you don't allow yourself to grieve times in your life, you know, it's almost a form, how should I word this? It's almost a form of avoidance when you don't grieve because you're going, Mm -hmm. I'm going to avoid this and just say I'm grateful, keep going. Mm -hmm. But then you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like invalidating how you feel. Exactly. Invalidating how you feel and then being like, then getting mad at yourself when you are grieving. Oh my God. Totally. Shit. Totally. Because there are so many things that have happened where I just like, if it comes up, I'm like, oh, that was in the past. It happened. There's nothing I can do about it. So just like move on. Mm. But like there are things where it's just like, obviously if you didn't have a chance to like deal with it and grieve, grieve it um, in that moment in time, mm-hmm. like it's just going to come back. Right. Yeah. And sometimes in different forms and in different behaviors and in the same, in a different person. And I think people need to realize too, grief isn't just death. And grief is a breakup. Grief is a divorce. Grief is moving to a different house, losing a friend, like all these different, or losing a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like totally. all of this is grief. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people just say, you know, it was just a breakup. Or, you know, it was just like my parent doesn't love me but that's still grief because you're grieving the idea of what you wanted Mm. damn (laughs) that's it for today (laughs) this is too much this is a really real podcast this is too much Um, I did not expect to get this Chloe angry. (laughs) (laughs) Chloe don't want to feel. Okay, um, let's go into the third question. Do you feel like we should do that or do we want to continue? Yeah, yeah. No, third question. Yeah, you're like, move forward. Yeah. Uh, Don't talk. Yes. Okay, okay. All right. Oof, this one's going to be really heavy. What would your child self not believe about your life today? That you're still fucked up. She would still believe that. Um, <laughs> she'd be like, okay. She'd be like, we're go. still there, okay. Yo that. Keep, Keep going. going. <laughs> Keep going. Keep trucking. Um, what would my younger self not believe about my life today? And then what would you say to them? Um, I don't know. It depends on uh, what age we're talking to. The boys asked that too. I'm gonna say. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I think I gotta clarify. <laughs> um, let's say below twelve. Um, so little baby. Pretty much. This one made me cry. Yeah, especially when you say below 12. Um, (sighs) 
I think like my eight-year-old self would like come and give me a hug. <laughs> she would come and give me a hug and she would be like, it'll be okay. Uh, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I think it's just the thought of like, she, she would not believe that like things are better think she would believe that things got as bad as they did. She'd be shocked. Yeah. Like I'm like I literally I'm just thinking about like where I was when I was eight. And I think I had just moved back to Red Deer from Vancouver. From living with my birth mom to like living with uh like who I call my mom now but she was my dad's girlfriend at the time mm -hmm. and like they were only dating for like a small while and like I always put myself in my parents shoes too when I start to hit these milestones of like when I had moved in with her I she was like 24 whoa your mom was 24 was 24 when I moved in with That's her. That's so young. Yeah, dude, we're 25. That's young. Could you imagine taking care of an, of an eight-year-old child right now that's not even yours? <laughs> I would feel like- And like, you're like wow. really dating someone. Yeah, no, that's, that's a lot. Right? Like her and my dad got married when she was like, cause I turned nine, so it was the following year and she was 25 when, when, she, they when, they got, when they got married, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh. She was 25 when they got married and got married in October. My mom's birthday is in December. So yeah, like, so that following year, like after I'd moved back to Red Deer, they'd gotten married and wow. then she had my brother like shortly after that in June. That's so young. Yeah. Right. So like when I think about my eight year old self, like I think. I was very confused mm. as to really like what was going on. Just in the sense of like, I was living in Vancouver with my birth mom and I wasn't loving my life. And I, you know, wanted to move back to live with my dad and and my mom. And um, so, you know, I moved back and then there's just so much change, right? Mm. Um, of just like, living in somebody's house who's like not a parent Just at that point right so it's not a home and um then they like we move into a house like together as a family then they like get engaged they get married then she's pregnant has a baby oh. after that and like just so much change happening from that time onward so um yeah, I don't think my younger self would, um, I don't know, I just, I really don't think that she would believe all of the things that we've gone through. I, I don't even believe all of the things that I've gone through, like, from that time until now. Which is crazy, because I feel like we were just teenagers yesterday. Like, taking this time right now to reflect on this yeah. 
I feel like 14 was yesterday. And I picked 14 specifically because like that was probably one of the biggest turning points in my life when like I was not in a good place with my birth mom and like um she had like said something that uh was very hurtful to me and like it obviously really upset me I was like we were in grade nine or yeah we were in grade nine then so we had like PATs to write our final exams PATs mm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, those exams. Yeah, provincial exams or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember if that was grade eight or grade nine. Anyways, we I had these we had these exams or like finals to write and like she had said this thing and my mom or like Kate, who is not my birth mother, <laughs> uh, like had said to me, like, we're gonna move you out of that house because um you know, it's not a healthy environment for you to be like studying in. Plus I was planning on moving back to my parents in Red Deer anyways to like go to high school because mm. I wanted to go to a Catholic school since I was in the public system. And um, yeah, they were just like, we're gonna move you out here earlier. And um, so we went back to my birth mom's house to like pack my stuff and like that was like the biggest shit show ever. Oh. We had like extended family visiting and like I'm just in my room like throwing all of my stuff in like duffel bags and she comes like barging into my room and she's like, what do you think you're doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm leaving, like I'm gonna go live with dad. And she was just like, well, you can't do that. I have full custody of you. I'm gonna call the cops on you. You're running away and blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, what the fuck? Cause like I'm 14, so I don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. Um, as far as like authority goes and as far as like custody goes. So I'm like extremely upset. And um, you know, I have like cousins and aunts and uncles and my grandparents are there and and you know, they're all telling me like you need to apologize to your mom. Because oh. like she's your mom, so like just apologize to her because everything's okay and like she <sighs> loves you at the end of the day and blah 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 and she's your mom. And I felt I just remember feeling so hurt in that moment because um like I had an aunt and a cousin who like I felt like I was close to and I'd shared with them like all of this hurt that I was going through. Um and like everything that my birth mom and I had gone through and how that made me feel. And even they two were just like, just go say you're sorry and apologize. Oh, and God. I felt so betrayed yeah. in that moment. And yeah. I was just like, screw you guys. No one. Yeah. And like, it was rough. It was really rough to have like people that you thought were close or that you were close to or people that supported you. And to literally have your family, your whole entire family, like, basically tell me, like, how terrible of a person I was for doing this. I feel like that was just yesterday. That was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. What? No. We're not 25. I don't believe it. Yeah, no. Do you feel like it feels like yesterday because you haven't healed from it? Oh, shit. <laughs> what? I was not ready for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I just have to ask questions. I just... Yeah. Because I get what you're saying. Sometimes when I'm healing through a lot of shit, I feel like it was just yesterday where I'm in that moment. 
Wow, where I haven't healed. And I think, oh my God, get ready for this. <laughs> I'm not ready. I think... <laughs> I'm pressing the eject button. Shoot We're me done. out of this. Bye. Um, I feel like that's why you see people who still act like they're teenagers and they're 50. Damn. Because they haven't moved past it mentally. You know? And I, I like... It sucks to hear you say that because then I'm like, damn. Do I still act like a teenager then or like a child uh, because I haven't dealt with it yet? Like, is that why I feel sometimes oh. that I'm like emotionally unstable? You know? Or like mentally unstable or like whatever. All sorts of unstable. Because I haven't actually dealt with that. Or is or could that just like potentially like, you know, be like a lie. It's not true. <laughs> People just want to use that as an excuse to continue to behave the way that they want to. And that's just the way that they like cover it up or to like justify it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't deal with my trauma so I can act like a fucking five-year-old or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. How many people like my therapist was telling me that one 60-year-old woman called her mom. Like, 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 was, like, in a rude way. Like, she was like, okay, mom. Oh. She was, like, 60. Oh, dang. So, honestly, I do feel like it's people not moving forward from that time of their life. Because, mm -hmm. honestly, if I... <laughs> I'm kind of calling myself out here, too. When I said that, I was like, oh, wait. Like, if I say that, I also have to think on it with myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I had a lot of anxiety for a long time. And a lot of attaching to people because I felt like I couldn't get that emotionally when I was younger. Mm. Like, I think there's a lot of emotional, what is the word? Like, I'm like stuck there emotionally. Because I think trauma sticks in you till you get rid of it. Dang. Like, damn, I think that, I think it makes sense. Like, that's why when I see these dads wearing like, those graphic tees and ripped jeans, you know? Those are the cool dads. What are you talking about? <laughs> they could be, they could be. And again, I'm so sorry if this sounds judgmental. But like, to me, and like, let's say they like, like, don't have, I don't know. Like, I'm just putting this out. Let's say they like, um, like just abuse drugs kind of here and there. They don't really have a stable job, like that kind of thing. I'm like, what happened to you when you were a teenager? Like, every time something's wrong with someone, I think, what happened? Mm. Like, instead of being like, there's something wrong with you, it's like, no, what happened to you? Have you... Okay, I just picked up a book. Like, I picked up a book, this book a while ago, but I just literally cracked it open yesterday. Ooh. It's called, What Happened to You? <laughs> By Dr. Bruce Perry and no. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, so like, literally in the, in like the introduction chapter, they are like, um, quoting another doctor who like ends up saying like, we gotta change the conversation and the directive from like, what's wrong with you to what happened to you to acknowledge like the trauma and the suffering that people go through that like, you know, changes the way that they behave or like, you yep. know not justifies or gives the reason as to like why they are the way that they are but it's just like 
you know, obviously, again, like your trauma and the things that you've gone through shape who you are today. And like, that's a really great quest. Great, great question to great ask. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. silly rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> um, True. Of like, yeah, like what happened to you? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to lie. When I like read that or when I hear that question, it sounds so fucking rude. Like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look at it like, kind of like disrespect. A little bit. Because you're like, what do you mean? I'm perfect. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm pretty great to like where I like come from. Like I'm doing pretty great, but like yeah. I think it's so easy to ask that question to other people, and then the moment you ask it to yourself, it's like shit. Oh. A lot, a lot has happened. A lot has happened to me. You have gone through a lot of grief, dude. Yeah, a lot through... of undealt grief. <laughs> okay, let's just do you say like... that again. Because you're, you went through two divorces, right? Mm, well, like in, a, like, in a sense, yeah, because, like, my birth parents or, like, my birth mom and my dad, like, they were never married. Oh! But, like, mm. there was still that, like, separation of sorts. And I was really, really young. Oh. I, but I'm, like... I forget this. I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like she's just never been there. Like, I literally don't know when she left. I think she left, like, after a year. After okay. After a year old. So just, you, yeah. She was just, like, never really Just see picture. it by. Peace. Yeah. Um, nice knowing you, but not. <laughs> Yay! That is also, like, quite the prerogative just to be like, okay, CMI, peace, like, good to know you, because it's like, this is literally the woman that carried me in her womb for nine months and then just dicked right off. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. To be like, (laughs) obviously you don't care. (laughs) Like, that's just, it is so hard not to feel like it's your fault. Dude, like, I'm using so much humor to obviously, like, really cover up. Everyone has their own coping mechanism. Yeah, mine is humor. I laugh about everything. Everything that makes me feel uncomfortable, I laugh about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's something that, like, I am learning is, like, it's not my fault. And I had said this to you earlier of just, like, it was really hard for me to say this out loud when I was just thinking about, um, like, my trauma with my birth mom of just like what did I do that like made her not want me like why doesn't she want me what did I do what did I do how could I deserve that and like beyond that it's just like yeah, it's not my fault. Of course not. I was a child. There's literally There's nothing that you can do. But, like, children think that everything is their fault. Spotlight effect, yep. Like, you could literally be, like, watching TV and then, like, spill a glass of water and then the t- and it could be, like, nowhere near the TV or anything. Mm-hmm. It would just be, like, let's say you just spill it on the carpet and then the TV shuts off. And you would immediately be like, oh my god, it's because I spilled the fucking glass of water and that's yeah. why the TV doesn't work. Maybe it's a ghost, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Or just, like, the satellite broke. Yeah. But, um, yeah. A lot of kids. And I think it doesn't matter the age. 
Yeah, it's true. Like, I feel like... It really doesn't, because you, like, with, even with my uh, parents' divorce, uh, like, I don't know, five years ago? Mm, that wasn't long ago. Five years ago, I think they got divorced, 2016? I'm pretty sure. Okay. 2016, 2017. So, like, four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um... I remember still having a really hard time dealing with that, even though I was an adult. Oh, yeah. Even going through their divorce and, like, yeah. And, I mean, like, I know that you can totally understand what that's like. Um, but, yeah, just kind of feeling helpless and being stuck in the middle of it all. Because it's, like, I have three younger siblings, and at the time I felt like my job was to, like, protect them and to make sure that, like... They were still going to be normal after this divorce and to ensure that they knew that it wasn't anything that they did mm. to cause mom and dad to like separate and then not be together and for me like as the adult it was like both of my parents wanted to come to me and like tell me everything that was happening and like to be the child in the middle or like to be the person in the middle of it it's like i hear one side and then i hear the other side and what yeah um, so basically i just get opinions from both sides and like oh and what the perspective that i would see is just like miscommunication at the end of the day mm. but like not willing not even willing to like hear the other person's side because right. they're they're so like in their heads of like i'm right and you're wrong yeah and this is what you did to me and a lot of like blaming mm. um and like you know i guess in a sense like i you know as an adult too like still internalizing that and also even now like thinking about that being like this is a this is my example of what a relationship is because yeah. like if anything like your parents marriage or your parents relationship is is the most predominant one in your life. It's it's the biggest example that you see. Obviously, you have other examples in your life, yep. of like of different relationships. But for the most part, it's like that's the one that you see every single day. Yeah. And obviously, like you don't have to fall into like that directive. Like you have, we have a choice at the end of the day yep. as to like how we're going to navigate our relationships. But like even having that awareness piece, it's still so hard to be like okay but like how do you have a healthy relationship then what does healthy communication look like i can acknowledge and see the fact that like my parents did not have healthy communication but then having to try and put it into practice is so difficult i feel like because we can definitely relate on this but i feel like the reason why i know what's healthy is because i know what's friggin' not so for me personally, like I was able to be like, like when Steph and I started dating, the first thing I said to him, I think I've said this before to Chloe, but I'll just say it to everybody. I said to him, we will have a healthy relationship because I will not settle for one that's unhealthy. And it was because I've only been around unhealthy relationships. So it's almost like, I feel like it is that navigation of what's healthy, what's not, but then it's also that confidence in knowing that you know what's healthy because you know what's not. Mm. That's at least my opinion and like what I like took from it. But yeah, like I get what you're saying, a hundred percent. 
Because, like, you know, I will say I wasn't always like that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't up until maybe four years ago now where, like, I made that shift to being, like, I know it's healthy. Because when you're in it or when, like, you're still not really healed from it, you don't know. Like, I was in a really, like, not the best relationship for five years. And I knew it was unhealthy, but I didn't know what was healthy until four years ago. Yeah. But I think that has to do with a lot of internal work mm-hmm. and a lot of work with myself. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, like you've gone through so much. And what's so sad is a lot of people, like psychology always talks about this, but your attachment style is the one your mom and dad had with you when you were an infant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm very like a, like anxious avoidant. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't, I obviously crave security. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was lacked. Because it was lacked. And like who doesn't want to be in a healthy, secure relationship? <laughs> Those who avoid. <laughs> Like, I just, and it's been a process, for sure, Mm. to acknowledge, like, my anxious behavior, but then it's also like, okay, well, what, what do I do, and how can I fix it? Mm. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, be able to turn around and, like, fix it right away, because in my work life, like, in my professional Uh. life, like, it's really easy for me to do that. Like, I remember, like, you know, doing my serving jobs and, um, you know, a manager could be like, you know, Chloe, like, if you need help, just ask for help. Like, it's not a weakness. It's actually a strength to, like, Mm -hmm. ask for help. So, like, I know, like, I know, my manager would say this to me, like, I know that you can take care of your section and that you are going to do a really good job of it. But if helping you get water to a table or running your drinks for you means that you can be even more exceptional at your job then let me do that because as your manager that's my job i love that right and so like for me like it was obviously difficult for me to ask for help Mm -hmm. because i again like view asking help um as a weakness yeah um but when I was finally able to do it, it was like, I, I did like excel at my job like that much more. Yeah. Um, but, and in my work life, it's been so easy for me to like take somebody's advice um, and to just like turn it around right away and to just like correct mm. bad behavior per se. But when it actually comes to like interpersonal skills, mm. I struggle with it so hard. But I think it's almost because, like, with interpersonal skills, like, every situation is different. I mean, like, I... Okay. I'm going to take that back. Because, like, only because, like, I think foundationally, like, situations can be the same. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, like, small details of circumstances are different. Mm -hmm. But foundationally, they're all the same. If that makes sense. Yeah, like the root. The root is the same in those situations. That makes sense. How you got there 
different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes but the sense. underlying whatever issue, problem, situation is like the same. So maybe I think that was pro maybe like I don't know an accountability piece on my end to be like, mm. did I just make an excuse for myself as to like why I can't pick up interpersonal <laughs> skills? Because I'm like, oh well, that situation differs from this one. But at the end of the day, they're both the same. It's it's just so hard though, because that's such a good point too, because that's just so hard because it shows you that it's literally once you get that root figured out, everything will figure itself out. Mm. Because if it is all the same, if it is rooted in the same thing, that kind of means that if you get the root dealt with, then your life is easier in every aspect. Your relationships, your friendships, your your dream house is more available to you and ready because you've literally dealt with the root. Yeah. Maybe. Like, yeah, every situation is different because it like entails like different energies, different... Um, like people, like different external stuff, but I think you, you're on to something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she I don't doesn't know, know but she I have no idea. Like, I said it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's like. <laughs> I love that. That, but damn. Damn. Yeah, because like I said it, and I was just like, I honestly felt like a part of me was just like making up an excuse or justification as mm. to like why I can't pick up an interpersonal skill. Well, because it's fucking hard. <laughs> True. Because it's like, I'm going to avoid this as much as I can because I'm going to feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely going to cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Woo! We love crying. I, like... Yeah. You know what I mean, though? It's, like, yeah. obviously, you're gonna be like, no. That's not true, because, no, I do not want to feel these feelings mm. right now. Like, you're, we're talking more and more about, like, grief or, like, feeling that pain and just, like, acknowledging that, like, things are shitty sometimes. Yeah. And we gotta work through that shit. And I think I've said this to you before of just like, we need the shit to like fertilize us to grow. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, it obviously sucks. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, we do need it. But the thing is, is like, I am so avoidant to pain. Like I really don't want to deal with hurt and yeah. pain and grief. And I would rather just like shove it down or like, throw it in the closet and like mm. you know like in like tv shows how they how they have the one storage closet that's just like filled like to in the friends yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you never want to open it because <laughs> something's gonna fall out and then everything's gonna fall out that's like, grief <laughs> yeah and it's just like i just really don't want to deal with it and mm, what a good I, analogy. I know that like the only way that i can finish the renovation of my home is to declutter that so that I can tear that shit down and rebuild it. God damn! Oh my god. Uh, damn. That, okay. that well, hit me. You know, <laughs> I think all of this was also part of this self-reflection <laughs> questions. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. If you are ready to go into self-reflection questions, we can. 
Um, but I will... I mean, like, are you telling me that these three questions were not all already (laughs) self-reflective? They're, like, level three, the the, the ones coming up. Oh, yeah. Are we jumping to, like, a ten? We're jumping to, like, a one. Oh, okay. Because we don't need to... Okay, yeah, we don't need to turn that up. Let's let's take it down a notch. Yeah, but I do want to, like, quickly comment on Mm -hmm. that friggin' closet analogy. That was stunning. Thank you. Because, like, that is such a perfect way to look at healing and grief. Mm-hmm. That is such a perfect way. Because the second you take one thing out of that closet, they all come out. Yeah. Everything falls down. So maybe I'm just, like, not ready. Well, no one is. <laughs> like, I feel like no one's ready going to the closet, like, let's, <laughs> let's declutter! <laughs> let's just work through all my trauma! <laughs> let's just... Woohoo! Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, I think. But you know what the best feeling is? Clean slate. Yeah. I really, in my life right now, am like craving that clean mm-hmm. slate. I think it's what happens. The most euphoric feeling that I've been feeling right now is like. Because I was in a pretty bad depression from last September, and I'm just realizing it was a depression because I didn't know, but from September to literally just May. Wow. And it was a journey. Yeah. It was awful. I had intrusive thoughts that I've never had before. I was numb. Like the numbness was like debilitating because I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't connect with anything. I'd be laying down with Steph and feel nothing. And it was like, what's going on? Like, why am I not, like, why am I so disassociated from my life right now? And I think, honestly, when I look back at it, it was because I was making massive steps forward. They just felt heavy. Yeah. Because when you start to heal, it feels like breaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Damn. And this, you want to know something I came up with in that time? That's why they call it breaking free. Mm, wow. Because when I was in my brokenness in that really weird state, unfamiliar place, I thought to myself, I'm breaking. And then when I was rising out of that, I went, but now I feel free. And now, because of that, allowing myself to go through that, even though I hated it. Like the thing at the end of the day was, I was not happy that I was breaking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting there being like, this is great, you know, I'm healing. It was like, can this be over? Yeah. Like, wow. I don't, and I remember telling people, I don't feel like I'm here right now. I couldn't mm. sleep. I do remember you telling me these things, yeah. I had so many moments with Chloe where I was like, I think I'm going crazy. Like, I was like, I think I'm mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually going crazy. I don't, like, know my faith anymore. It was almost like, you know what? I was reconstructing what my belief systems were in myself and everything around me because I was moving forward. And I think that's what's so hard is people think that moving forward is easy but you have to let go of what was before to move forward mm-hmm. and i am like here to tell everyone right now that you will get to that place where you feel free it's just gonna take longer than you probably think it will mm-hmm. but 
I'm telling you guys firsthand, that free feeling is like, I'm so thankful for literally just surviving. Yeah, wow. Like, I'm not thankful for what happened. I'm not grateful that, you know, the situation that happened mm. to lead to those depression, like depressive moments. I'm not grateful for them, but I'm really proud of myself for just feeling like shit. Totally. Because yeah, allowing yourself to feel that, for yeah. sure. But I'm just here to tell everyone, like, you will get to that freedom point. And it will be so rewarding, because one of the best quotes I've ever loved, like, one of the best quotes I've ever loved, that was a weird sentence, was, <laughs> ever since I was young, it was, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. And I would just think that, constantly, 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 and tell my brain that, tell my body that. And then, it came because I felt like shit for a really long time. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say you'll get to that. You will. Thanks for sharing. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, reflection questions. <laughs> How are you feeling before we get into a simple reflection question? Oh my gosh. I feel like I have so much. I need to like go home and unpack. Mm. <laughs> To the closet? <laughs> to the closet. To the closet. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe just like, maybe I'll just like put it on the kitchen counter for a little bit and look at it. Yeah. But that's a step. <laughs> that's a huge step. I just like, it's just, you know, conversation that we had earlier. I just am realizing like, I don't know. It's like Chloe. Do you want to be better? Like, do you, do I actually want to be better? Do I actually want to be better or do I want to continue to use my trauma as an excuse to like behave the way that I've been behaving? Shit. And it's also like, it's the feeling of like, I feel like I know who I am genuinely and authentically, but I feel like I'm not living that fully because I'm not dealing with like Ooh. everything that I've been going through. And I think it goes back to like that first question of like, am I rebuilding my house completely or am I keeping like the skeleton and just like changing everything else yeah. about it and just moving things around and repainting walls and so on and so forth yeah. um yeah I just feel like I have a lot to unpack and like really acknowledge and then but not only just sit there and acknowledge it but also then be like okay but like how do we move forward what are we going to do get that blueprint Get that blueprint. Damn. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank you. So you know exactly who you want to be. I think it's just you don't want to do it to like get to that. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> Called out hard. That was me too though. Don't worry. Damn. You okay. need the naysayers, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. She's really coming for me. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Chloe. Um. You got it, girl. You're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna get to the reflection question because it's getting really dark. <laughs> you can, like, barely see Chloe. Okay, um, Chloe, what was the highlight of this conversation? Oh, these are really great. Okay, I, <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> you already, oh, I already wait. know. Okay, um, the highlight of this has obviously... 
okay, maybe for other people it's not obvious, but for me it's obvious, <laughs> um, to just be able to like spend this time with you Aww. and to just like unpack all of these thoughts that I have and to come to certain realizations and to just hear your perspective and your opinions um, mm -hmm. on like my story and like having an impact on that. Um, and just for you to create a like safe space to like be vulnerable and to um, like sit in the brokenness with Ooh. with me. Um, and you've always been that person <laughs> for me. Like people don't know our friendship, but <laughs> one like, day we'll talk. About one day we will talk about it. But I remember like being in high school and like. And like on MSN Messenger and like webcamming you. Junior like, high. Was that junior yeah. high? Okay. In junior high doing that. And we would like call each other every once in a while and like, and just talking about like what was going on in our lives and just like sharing that. And like, um, little sneak peek into like a potential, uh, like future episode where mm -hmm. we talk about our friendship is just like, yeah, we've always had just had that opportunity to just share with each other, even though we had never met each other at this point. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> only met each other 2019. No, no. 2016. 2016. 2016 was the first time we had met each other in person, in the flesh. And we've known each other since elementary. Grade six. Yeah. Damn. But yeah. So yeah, that's my highlight is just you, just being able to go through this with you as I go through life with you, but just seeing you do what you love to do and being the person that you are and just like sharing your light and just your positivity with like not only me and the people that you're interacting with, but like literally the whole world because this is going to be on the internet. So there's that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay, I, this is, yeah, yeah, it's been a long road, man. The first time we met, I actually cried. Yes, we cried. Yeah, we both. LAX Airport, baby. <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> I'm like, Disney sponsor us, please. <laughs> please. That's where we went together, y'all. Yeah, first time. But, um. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, my highlight of this conversation was watching you talk about your story. Because I've known Chloe for a very long time. And to watch you be very vulnerable in a really dark place. Mm. Or with dark moments. Is... I've always told Chloe she's inspiring. But even in your worst, you are still inspiring to me. So... Yeah, that was... Thanks, Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. Next question. <laughs> what are you grateful for? Um... Be small, it can be big, it can be yeah. coffee, doesn't matter. It's <laughs> coffee. <laughs> um, I am just grateful for, um, like, having really supportive friends and family. Mm -hmm. I'm still navigating, like, obviously, like, toxic behaviors and whatnot within those relationships but like that's not important right now what's important is that like I am really grateful for having extremely supportive friends and family who um I am 
some of them I'm only now learning to be vulnerable with. And it's even like my parents, Mm -hmm. like just learning to just share more with my parents and just being like, I messed up. And maybe it's not even to do with my relationship with them, but to just share with them like, hey, I was in a situation and I messed up and this is what happened. Yeah. And for like, and like, I don't want my parents to be like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. You're great. You're great. You're golden. It was like, no, I remember like just recently I told my mom something that had happened and I was like, yeah, I fucked up. Like it was, it's fully on me. Like it's my fault. My mom was just like, yeah, that (laughs) sucks. That's so (laughs) shitty. But yeah, you did. And I'm just like, yeah. So those are the people you need in your corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good answer. So I, thanks, mom. Yeah, shout out, love her. <laughs> shout um, out to mom. Yeah, I would say I'm really grateful for you taking the time out of your day to do the podcast. Of course. And for showing up. Yeah. For anything, yourself. Anything for you, honestly. I would. I would do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally do anything for you. Like I would eat the grossest food for you. <laughs> Like, I would go on James Corden, like, spill your guts. And literally spill your guts. I would eat that bird phlegm. Anyway. Oh, God. I literally would. Anyway. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. God. Okay. Um, what are you proud of yourself for? Um, allowing myself to start feeling the grief and the pain. And the hurt. Not a lot of people, Cove. Not a lot of people. Yeah. You do that. Yeah, buddy. You're a rare bitch. You're the rarest of them all. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What about you, pal? Well, I'm really proud of you for that, too. Um... I'm proud of myself for working really hard on this podcast. Yeah, bitch. I have been, like, dedicating, like, no joke, guys. I'm up at, like, 6 a.m. I don't do that. But I'm up at 6 a.m. <laughs> Y'all need to start calling me at 6 a.m. so I can yes. get up with you. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I literally wake up excited. Mm, that's and, like, amazing. That's never happened to me before. It was some, like, psych courses, but, like, literally wake up excited. That's amazing. And I'm really proud of myself for, like, I've been praying for this. Chloe knows this. I've been praying for a YouTube channel and podcast my whole life. And because I got rid of all the toxic people in my life, the distractions, Mm -hmm. now I can do it. So Mm -hmm. proud of myself for that. That's awesome. All right. I think it's time to close the podcast (laughs) because you guys are going to definitely want more of us. We already know. We already know. This is just the surface of it, okay? Yeah, like, oh. Tip of the iceberg. It's gonna happen. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening to Chloe and I. Um, Yeah, tune in next Tuesday for another podcast released at 12 o'clock. And Chloe, thank you so much for showing up and for being here. I love you so much from the bottom of my damn heart. I know everyone's gonna love her, too. So (laughs) thank you, Chloe. Thanks, Shay. I love doing this with you, and I'm so happy and thankful, and I am so excited. I'm so excited to see everything and to watch you just, like, grow into or continue to just bloom and blossom. 
You're the best. You're a whole entire fucking rainforest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not just a singular plant. You are the whole ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> Or I'm gonna watch you grow into the whole ecosystem if you're not already one. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch oh is gonna take God. over the world. True. Yeah. Bye. Okay. I. <laughs> We're gonna leave on that note, guys. I'm a bloody rainforest. Peace. <laughs> Hell yeah. Bye.